You are now listening to the new Old Heads podcast, premiered every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time at BringDownTheBand.com, and brought to you by No Bad Ideas, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, and Sun King Brewery. Support the new Old Heads by visiting our Patreon at p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com/newoldheads. You are now tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast. I am Major Seven. I make pretty good beats. My new computer is working lovely right now, so I'm in, I'm in a really good space. Uh, the gang is all here. My man, Longevity, how are you, sir? Doing all right, man. Can't complain. So you got your whiteboard behind you with your uh, ridiculous, ridiculously small writing on there. Yeah, that you love. Uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah, you know, I decided to go away from the green screen because I, I went a little, little crazy last week. So, you know. <laughs> little. You, like you in a corporate, <laughs> you like you in a corporate environment right there. I like that. My man DJ yeah. J Diff, what's happening, man? Salutations. What's up, good buddy? Oh uh, man, I can't complain. How's the baby? She's good. You know, good. being five good. months old. <laughs> That's what's up. Fine and eating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Live from the bunker at Academics. My man uh, J Boy. What's happening, man? You know, just uh, another another week in the can. Uh, <laughs> you know, just trying to just trying to stay stay safe and stay healthy. Uh, I encourage everyone to do the same. No need to rush out there. I see you got your your, your beard going on, brother. You repping Philly uh, now? Yeah, this what's, is, what's uh, going on? This is my playoff beard, man. I'm not. I haven't. Okay. You know, usually I would. That's, He's that's, that's a, Philly. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a that's a luxury I afford myself. You know, when we could go outside, is I would you know go to the barber shop. You know, and get to uh, get my beard trimmed up. Hey, you know, had me looking uh, crazy Dominican out here, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's not been a thing. So I'm just letting it uh, do what it do. I feel At one point, I, I hadn't shaved my head, you know, and I found out exactly how bald I really am. Uh, <laughs> it's, Same as Mike's. Yeah, yeah I got. See, shot. That was a I shot, got, right? Uh, I got the George Jefferson going right now, but y'all will never see it. Um, yeah. I'm comfortable though. I came on home. I'm gonna shave mine off. So I don't, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to. No need. No need yeah. to like. Look, I remember. I haven't been to a uh, barber shop to get a haircut since like '99. Once I I saw mine was getting ready to go, I said I'm not fighting this anymore. Yeah. Um, Everybody plus it's about- crazy. When I went to uh like my my 20 year high school reunion because I used to shave my head in high school just because I thought it looked fly that was a style okay um so people are like oh you look you know somewhat the same or whatever I took it as a compliment but they just didn't know like this is no longer a choice yeah it's over it's over yeah. it's over and we have a uh we have a special guest with us today on this episode you know good friend long time homie um. I'm trying to get a good list. Philanthropist, you know what I'm saying? He out here to helping the youth. Incredible MC. Check the catalog if you think I'm lying. Um, just embedded in Chicago, man. Embedded in the culture. His brother's doing great things for our youth uh, as he continues to bar people up on the sides. Um, we are honored to have the homie Add Two in the building. My brother, what's happening? Yo, yo, what's happening, man? Uh, I, I appreciate the intros, man. Everybody be- <laughs> Giving me titles that I'd be like, what the? Do I deserve that one? Come <laughs> I'm on, saying man. Like, Come on, man. I was on, like, man. Sound like Batman or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah, on, man. Okay. You got to, you got to do your people right, man. Get, get, give people their flowers, brother. Got to give people their flowers. It. You know what I'm talking I, about? Yeah, I think, I think the title closer to it is more so like mentor. You know what I'm saying? Man, oh, I forgot so, about that part. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of involves like, yo, I'm giving out like thousands of dollars to everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <and all that. laughs> 
Hey, bottom line, that boy is out here helping out a lot of people. I'll, I will say that by by however you want to however you want to call it, my man is out there giving back and, and dropping jewels on a daily basis. So we are we are uh, happy to have you with us, bro, for sure. Absolutely, man. Glad to be here, man. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, been a crazy last you know last few days, man. We lost uh, you know icon status level of people in just terms of the culture man Andre Harrell uh 59 passed away I believe it was due to a heart attack from what I understand um and if you're involved in the culture you know his importance man with Uptown and you know if you start going down the list you're talking you know Al B and Heavy D and the boys and Jodeci and Mary J and you know Soul oh. For Real the Lost Boys like you could just go down the, the whole list um fam definitely was important you know like if you think about him offering Puff the, the intern AR position and what that turned into from Bad Boy, like all that's his tree, man. So, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate to see that. And then you follow it up with Betty Wright, you know, soul singer, legendary. Um, her first album, I think, came out in like 68, like 68 to 2014. She had albums that came out. Um, so I really was blown blown away by that. And then... I don't want to say to top it off, but just to add to it or, or make it, you see what I did there, to make it even worse. Um, like worse than uh, he got the bars. <laughs> I mean, you know, that? it is what it is. <laughs> but little, little Richard, man, 87, passed away. Uh, I call him the king of rock and roll. I think Long was, we were on Twitch the other day talking about how they, they, had, they played him as a self-proclaimed instead of just yeah. saying that man is the king of rock and roll. Um, I don't know, fellas. Like, I just... I don't know what to say. It's just tough because th- those are those are three heavyweights. Bottom line, however you want to look at it, um, I'll just open the floor up just to just to thoughts in general. I'll start with you, Ad. Like, just anything about any one of those people, if you, if you got anything to say, bro. Um, well, of course. I mean, I, I felt like it was a real rough week. You know what I'm saying? Just especially within like black culture, man, because it's like on top of that, you had the Ahmaud Arbery situation still kind of lingering. And then here you have uh, like three iconic people uh, pass away all like back to back to back. And so leading into the weekend, it was just a really odd energy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, of course, Andre Harrell, uh, there wouldn't be a lot of hip hop labels had it not been for Andre Harrell. You know what I mean? Like even even hip hop as we know it, you know what I'm saying? Especially East Coast rap. like. If if Andre Harrell doesn't find Puff, then what do you have? Like you take that out of mm. the equation, you know what I'm saying? Heavy D out the equation. What do you have within that era? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, or even the idea of trying to merge those two sounds with R&B and uh, uh, hip hop, like that's that's another thing that's kind of beyond me. So, um, I was watching an interview with uh, Andre and Puff, and like Diddy is is like a really like uh what I want to say like he's he's very confident in who he is whenever right. he steps on the stage he's kind of like yo I'm in the light I, I I'm absorbing everything all the energy all the eyes on me but when he was talking to Andre Harrell it's almost like you see him get back into the student position yeah <laughs> yeah weird that you see people who he has that type of admiration for we kind of see like he's still kind of like I'm trying to prove myself to you you know what I mean and to think of this guy who, how we look at him like, man, he's conquered the world of music and, you know, entrepreneurship. And here he is with his 
his uh, uh, mentor or his idol, his, you know what I'm saying, the person gave him the blueprint. It's just, it's, it's insane, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I enjoyed hearing what he had, uh, at least like that admiration, that foundation of, of understanding that he gave, man, it's beautiful. Yes, yeah, it's, it's dope to see someone that established and accomp- accomplished to, you know, to see them humble themselves on the spot. You know what I'm saying? And just revert back to those, you know, those early days. That's actually a good point. Um, he always showed a lot of, you know, just he just always was so humble around that guy. And it tells you that it was genuine. Like I saw an IG post with him, one of the speeches he was giving, and like the shit looked real. Like it wasn't, you know, he wasn't acting. Like fam genuinely, you know, had a, you know, affection for him and really cared about him. J Div, jump in, man. You, you got any thoughts just you know, any one of the people or just overall? I mean, uh, of course, all of them, I felt tomorrow in a, you know, a certain way, definitely. But with us being a, a hip-hop, well, centered around hip-hop, I'm going to speak a little more on Andre Harrell, um, just based off the influence um, that he had on the generation before me and my generation and generation to follow. He got started. He got started with Def Jam, right? Yeah, he he started with Def Jam with um, uh, I think he was an intern. He may have became like a vice president or some VP, and then he moved on um, to create Uptown Records, which was, I mean, that's a, a iconic record label in itself. For those that don't know, I mean, you had um, Heavy D, Uptown uh, Heavy D, Vanessa Sinquez. No. Yeah, had uh, Mary J. Mary J. was signed before we even heard her. She was signed way yeah. back at '89. Yeah, and we didn't hear her to it like '95, '96. Yeah, but um, she was beyond the scenes. Then you had, of course, Jodeci. Yep. And for those that remember, um, the iconic um, MTV Unplugged Uptown. Y'all remember that? Come on now. Yep. That whole CD, that whole just energy was was something else. You know what I'm saying? And it. And it's responsible for so much. I mean, Father MC, people leave him out. You know, Puffy used to be a backup dance for Father MC. On the low. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Hey, not even on the low. He was in those videos. Bad <laughs> <laughs> haircut. And, yeah. uh, and not to mention, Andre Harrell had his hand in uh, uh, the movie Strictly Business, um, New York Undercover. You know what I'm saying? For those that remember that on Fox, the police drama. That always incorporated hip hop somewhere in there. They had it's, cold uh, live performances at the end. I used to look forward to those joints. Definitely, it was almost like uh, uh, you was watching a scene from Brown Sugar or something. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, nah, I mean, it just his his impact in the culture of uh, hip hop is definitely felt, and he's gonna be missed dearly. And uh, not to underplay um, the king of rock and roll. Thank you for saying that, right, brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, that, and that can go to him or Chuck Berry, honestly. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But not to undermine him, because he he was definitely an icon. He, I mean, he wrote for for many people, people that, that still christened Elvis Presley, the king, <laughs> don't realize who was pinning all his hits behind the scenes. You know oh, what I'm saying? Thank you. Like, Otis Redding was in Lil' Rich's band, his first band. Like, come on, man. Like, his... Mm-hmm. his his tree is stupid, you know what right. I'm saying? Right, and then to, on the soul, Betty Wright, you know what I'm saying, another icon. I mean, we we hit a, a trifecta as far as every every uh, music genre that we 
pretty yeah. much, you know what I'm saying, are a part of. Mm-hmm. We lost somebody this past weekend. So definitely uh, give the flowers out to those guys. For sure. Uh, Jed Moore, give me give me a minute or so. What you what you thinking? Just I know you. Well, you know when you talk about you got to go through sections of Andre Harrell because Facts. he actually was an MC with the group Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's crazy. He tells a story, and it's probably you know something you can find on YouTube. Is when he saw LL Cool J, he said, "Okay, it's time for me to transition into something else because mm. like you know I'm at a point where I don't think I can compete." as far as stage presence with this dude, um, you know, all these muscles with his shirt off. Okay. Let me see if I can transition into an executive role. Uh, And plus he, he had been around Russell. You know, if you watch the movie crush groove, Andre Harrell is in crush groove. Yep. Um, And what really makes him special is you have to understand there was a time when um, really R&B music, anyone involved with R&B, they look down on hip hop, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, when you, from, from the executives to the to program directors at these radio stations, they look down on hip hop. When you talk about Uptown and the, the ascension of New Jack Swing, you're talking about a time when, okay, the music got younger and we're not going to look down on hip hop. We're going to incorporate the elements of hip hop to make R&B more accessible to the hip hop generation. And that was a big deal, you know, to bring heavy D in. But at the same time, when Mary J, had, Mary J's album was big for that, you know, too, when man. there's Chris, the Christopher Williams, uh, I'll be sure, uh, you know, these are people who didn't shy away from the hip hop connection. And, you know, cause a lot of this was still based in New York where hip hop was based out of almost completely at that time outside of, you know, really just Compton, um, WA. Yeah. So, you know, but then after he leaves, um, Uptown, he winds up being the chairman of Motown, which wasn't probably the best move because what they didn't tell him is that Motown was in a heap of debt at that time. And like yeah, that wasn't the old you know, Motown, you, you know, so, I mean, they had boys to men, but really that was the only thing they had. And so, and right. boys to men wasn't happy with, you know, there's, like I said, there's supposed, there was, there's an Uptown movie in the works through BT production. So sure, the same yeah. people who were basically putting together the new edition story. Oh, I didn't um, know that. I didn't know yeah, that part. Yeah. Are, are, are um, putting together an Uptown story. Oh man. And then after that, like people forget about this. He went on to form new America, which is uh, he, he signed Robin Thicke. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's who, you know, his, his very first album. Uh, Babyface was on new America as well. Wasn't he? I think that, I think I might, I might have the new label, Messed, messed up, but I just do, do know when after um, Andre Harrell left um, Motown or was asked to leave Motown, he went on to form another music group and, you know, wound up discovering Robin Thicke. So his legacy mm-hmm. in music is very long and, 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 and there, I don't think he's one of those guys because everybody loves to talk about the Puffs and the Shugs and, and you know, Master P and like really if you want to talk about a guy who had his hand in everything and there's a legacy of music that we really cannot deny and is still basically in the clubs now because now that we're that age to where okay you, you know we're playing you still hear soul for real candy rain you can still drop a heavy d a mary j those jodeci tracks and they still go all those gonna go all of them all his of them. legacy within um 
you know, I can't even say black music, but just just pop music, really, because bringing that bringing that shine, you know, he was the first guy to say, okay, you know, we're going to dress this up a little bit. We're going to, you know, you know, the whole uh, idea of ghetto fabulous. That's really something that came through Uptown. Like, you know, so it's just a big loss, you know, and, um, you know, only be 59 years old, man. He still had, he still had things he was working on and he was still, he was the chairman of revolt, you know, yeah. up until the day he died. Um, when you talk about oh, little man. Richard though, you know, that's a guy like, you know, he liked that he started to get his flowers at a certain point. But, you know, here's a guy that, you know, was, you know, put on by Big Mama Thornton, had James Brown in his band. When the Beatles came to America, they didn't want to, you know, they wanted to meet uh, Little Richard. You know, that's like, this is the thing about, you know, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. They have such a reverence for uh, the early rock and roll and blues musicians, you know, as wild as Keith Richards is from the Rolling Stones, like he prayed at the altar that was Chuck Berry. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you ever see the Taylor Hackford film, Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, for sure. But Little Richard really was the innovator. He really, you know, when you see how they tried to steal from him, you know, with uh, Pat Boone. No, they did steal from him. Yeah, or, you they, know, yeah, and they, and they tried to him. cover. They said, "Okay, let's cover his records." He said, "I'll sing them so fast that it, you know, he just can't. He just can't do it like me." And mm-hmm. he was unstoppable on that <clears throat> piano. So that's a big loss. Betty Wright, the DNA uh, of of from Betty Wright through what happens in hip hop now, you still hear her voice in bass lines and vocal samples through a lot of hip hop. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna sex you up. You know, Candyman. You know, like there's, I mean, and those are just two off the top of my head. If you probably really do your research, you realize oh, there's a lot like of hip hop yeah. that was sampled by, you know, uh, Betty Wright that was sampled by hip hop. So, you know, it, all, it almost can't be stated how big this uh, this weekend's loss was. And not even on a musical note, Jerry Stiller, <laughs> you know, like it was a rough weekend for just like, you know, uh, um, celebrity death. So. Um, yeah, if you don't know about it, you know, research Uptown and you're going to realize it like basically the DNA of almost every of almost all of hip hop and R&B in the 90s goes through Uptown. So, yes, salute, sir. Uh, salute to, to uh, Andre Harrell and rest in peace. Long put a bow in it for me. No, you or guys you, or if you covered it. We got it. Yeah, you covered it to an extent. You know, gotcha. it's, it's uh, yeah. There's just nothing sad, else to say. I mean, yeah. yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, let's 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 go into because we got got ad with us. Um, we were talking about before we came on. Uh, we start talking about how things have changed, and I think we, you know, over the past few episodes since we started the, you know, bunker series, we talked about we talked about going through the changes, things that are changing, how we're learning to evolve with the situations and, 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 you know, just kind of adapting to the new changes, whether that be career wise, creativity wise, you know, we talked about lack of inspiration on the Ill Brown episode, you know, for the artists. Um, but I want to try to expand on that now and think forward, like in terms of, from a projection standpoint, and I'll start with you Ad. like, what do you think, how do you think this is going to change um, from an entertainment or, or from an artist standpoint, you know, if you put yourself into your artist bag, um, what the, the effects moving forward, like what's your outlook? Do you have a positive outlook? Is your outlook more about I'm going to have to adjust? Like how do you feel about 
you know, the next two or three months? How are you looking at it? Um, I'm actually kind of excited because I had always been kind of anticipating that there's going to be a dramatic shift in music and or at least the way we digest and, and consume things. Right. And uh, for the longest, it was like, OK, streaming was like the biggest change as of recent years. But I was like, we're due for something else. <clears throat> I didn't anticipate it being, you know what I'm saying, the dismantling of people gathering socially, right? It's like, and then what does that mean for not only, you know what I'm saying, independent artists, but what does that mean for major artists? How does that change the, the level of competition? Because that's kind of what the internet did at first. It broke down right. this level of mainstream and independent, right? It was like, all right, if you mainstream, you can be up here. If you're independent, there's only so much attention that you can get. Mm -hmm. The internet even it out, right? So now what do you do when you take out concerts? Like those big massive festivals, we can't have those anymore. What happens when, you know, the the, the mainstream of, con uh, of of maybe like income turns into, you know, getting placements, mm -hmm. getting, you know, syncs and licenses? What what happens when that 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 becomes the competitive field? So I'm very curious to see what this means for the entire musical uh, community because now since nobody's uh, performing, no one's really able to kind of have a true rollout the way they used to. Uh, you kind of have to adjust to what right now is, and we don't even fully know what the future is going to look like. Right. Mm -hmm. But now having to, you, you start to see it now. Everybody's on live now, which is weird. It's like, yo, I everybody. It's about like 10, 15 people going live. And then I can finally check people's Instagram stories. So you see different artists are trying to find ways to engage. And mm -hmm. I'm not too sure how that's going to translate to revenue. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be the crucial thing. It's like, how can they turn whatever attention that is to a, a substantial way of life? And if they can't, then you're about to see a lot of people get desperate. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's what? about to get ugly. If, it, if 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 somebody doesn't stabilize it, yeah, then it's gonna be the wild wild west all over again. Yeah, J jump in, jump in, Long. What are your thoughts about you know just uh, know, the, the well, projections I mean, moving forward? No, that's a, that's a great take. I, I think uh, it, it's foreseen. It's it's. I think right. What what everything that's happened, and we've kind of talked about this in the past, is kind of forced one people to be a little bit more creative in how they are releasing stuff the people that had to be extra creative before right because now that space is becoming saturated with people that already had a big fan base right so the, the people that weren't utilizing the live streams or the people that weren't utilizing um those things are are now like taking that that space over um i i and kind of forcing a lot of independent artists and stuff to kind of think about what's next and whatnot. You know, you see it in, you see, I don't know if you guys saw Mark Rebelay, uh, he's announcing a concert series where he's just going to drive-ins. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, like that's, that's smart, thinking, though. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but, but to, but to, to all these points too, you know, one of the biggest issues that we've, we've talked about in the past uh, with the DJ streams was Instagram, you know, and kicking people off and Facebook and kicking people off because these for, these uh, social media services weren't made for that. You know, mm -hmm. they try to monetize it the best that they can, you know, nowadays with the, 
digital uh, watermarks and whatnot. Um, you know, I've known about this stuff for quite a while, you know, running a YouTube page, mm -hmm. shares music and stuff, but um, <clears throat> it's, uh, I think it's going to force the music industry to have to adapt faster, you know, because it's so lethargic, you know, it's uh, getting people to, uh, to, understand the different ways that revenue can be made now you know in the mm. digital streaming era um for the last two years i've been emailing artists and stuff that i've been sharing and, and sharing people's music and I, I said this in the past maybe on the show or not but i mean i'm sure i've generated between 25 and fifty thousand dollars for artists just by sharing their music on the bringing down the band channel because mm. they have their music monetized through a digital fingerprint when we upload it it hits our fan base shouts to everybody that's watching um and that in turn gets that revenue turned around and right into the artist's pocket you know so I, I think it's those type that type of fingerprint model needs to be adapted to social media applications such as instagram such as facebook such as twitter periscope twitch is going to be coming soon i'm sure of it you know because that's where everybody's navigating to because they're getting kicked off of facebook and instagram yep um you know that we saw Mixcloud drop a uh a beta service where DJs can go on and actually DJ and not get kicked mm -hmm. off. You know what I mean? Like it, the, I think the industry, you know, it, it is exciting to an extent, you know, like it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a harsh, like slap, you know, like, all right, uh, now figure some other shit out. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So I'm curious where it's going to head. Um, I think, I think the, the digital realm and is there's, there's so much room for growth and, and positive change in it. I think it's just up to, I think that it's also a good, it's also a time for, for artists, especially, um, but also people around the music business to be especially cautious around um, people that are trying to take advantage of each other as well. Um, because mm. now would that's, be a time that's to, tough. That's for tough. people to kind of, kind of do that even more so, mm. so but um, stay educated. <clears throat> yes, sir. Those Jay, are my thoughts. Jay Moore, um, I want to come to you real quick from this from a standpoint of you doing a lot of MC work, you know, being out in the clubs and you know, you're you're always out amongst the people. Um, your perspective may be a little different because now the places that you frequent, you know, if you some spots, I know you're in spots where it's two, three hundred people. And you know, what does that look like now? Is it fifteen to twenty? Is it under seventy-five? Like what 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 are your thoughts in terms of how that would be, you know, how that would happen or how that would change what you do. You know, if the, if the clubs back open back up, people are going to be so ready to get out of the house. I'm not really worried about that. Okay. What's going to be interesting to me is they're going to, how are people going to react to music? Because, okay, are they still, are they, is it almost like, okay, when the clubs close, is, is it going to be stuck in time? Or is that what they're going to want to hear? Uh, are they going to want to hear, like, because I now, I'm not sure what the vibe is because I've, for the past, you know, 15, 20 years, I've, I've been in the club and seeing how culture moved in real time, you know, from when it was snap music to when, you know, trap got big and seeing yep. the ascension of artists like Drake and Cardi B and, and, you know, and as of late, the baby and uh, uh, Megan, the stallion. Now I'm pretty sure those artists are still going to do what they do, but like, Oh, for sure the music that's been released, okay, people just been listening to it in their houses. Like, how are they going to vibe to music 
when they come back out because you know what you know i've been watching people's live streams i've seen you know djs who were forced to basically play the game really show their skill and how incredible they are as djs um you know where they were kind of handcuffed it's like okay because you know if you're going to play one of these big clubs you know there's only so much you can do you know you pretty much are playing for the people i always say like playing at at a big club that's a that's the marvel movie people come to see the explosions and to see things fly around you know when you you know if you're lucky enough and you get to dj at a place like uh the patron saint shout out to them or of course coaches when you come to take that tuesday you know that's your art house film you know where you get to uh take more risks and the people are, are willing to actually sit there and enjoy the actual uh art and the craft of djing you know they're not just i, I wonder like to, to or car point, crash. I, wonder if, I wonder if um if there's going to be a shift because you because with with technology we've we've seen this happen and kind of it, it even kind of it's kind of out of control at this point you know the fact that we've seen albums reduce in size of songs turn to artists making eps to mm-hmm. only putting out singles like i wonder if it's going to reach a point where people are going to want full-length projects again you know what i mean like is the is the listenership going to change to i don't think they want that now i know that's but that's what i'm saying like is it going to get to a point to where like is this is this helping that because people have more time to you know they're they're not (laughs) out looking and trying to pay attention to the next single that's going to be hot okay to show off to you know what i mean like because that's kind of this weird I mean, it's it's kind of a thing to where we're kind of we've always been a city here and in Indianapolis where people like stuff after it's hot, you know what I mean? And right, that's kind of a human thing. But I just I'm curious if if that would change at all too, you know? I, in, in my I opinion, I'll be artist. I think like um, it it's kind of transition, and I think the the days of the old like the longer albums it's it's kind of phased out even though i feel like i'm in that generation where i'm like i want to give people like at least a hour's worth of work like i feel like i'm robbing people if i don't but their tolerance for information is different it's like yo people are still even if even if we're in this type of phase in quarantine or whatever it is i still feel like people's attention span is still like this like not that big it might be worse you know to your point it might be worse yeah, it's like, I mean, because now people, of course, like with, with stuff like TikTok, like it, it's, it's, it definitely shows you like, yo, I just need to hear that first 15 seconds of that song and I'm yeah. good. I don't even need to know the rest of it. There's certain songs I don't even know the rest of yeah. half the shit. Like I don't know the rest of the Savage song. I don't know. I just knew that beginning part. I just knew the beginning of that, uh, that Wiz Khalifa and Ty Dolla song. I didn't even know Wiz Khalifa was on it for the longest. Me neither. Me neither. What was the last song that you heard that had three verses on it? Bam. <laughs> When's the last time you, you know, if especially if you're out in the club. Without you're like, oh, Yeah, you're going to even get to a third verse. That's the thing about being out and about. Like, if I would tell anybody if I was going to be featured on a song, you better put me on at least the second verse. If you put me on the third verse, they'll never hear. Me. They'll, they'll never hear. They'll never hear a word from you. Jake, they'll jump in. I know you was about to say something. Well, I mean, it's just uh, we're deeper into the matrix right now. You know what I'm saying? Is is 
everything is online. So it's like, who's Neo? Who, who's got the, the answers for what's going on out here? I mean, this is this going to be a play it by ear type thing or see how long this shit lasts. But as far as um, the music and stuff, um, like he just said, like I had said, TikTok, I was going to talk about that. You know, that's where most of the hits are right now. Yeah. You know, all the hits, all the hits for this uh, COVID nineteen era quarantine is is TikTok based. So that's I mean, the new, that's the new medium. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're a rising artist, you probably already know that, but you should probably uh, explore TikTok. Yeah, you gotta, and and that's that's how Drake kind of capitalized off releasing his latest album, his dance, by coming out with a a TikTok song. Which essentially, somebody argued is he's really trying to tell you how to do the moonwalk, but everybody came up with this this dance, him mm-hmm. included. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's it's just something that's popular and it's fast, and everybody wants that microwave shit. And True. to our point, with everybody sitting in the house right now, they're constantly looking for something new to do. So mm-hmm. nobody wants to keep doing the same thing because now it's getting even more monotonous because. You can't even go about your daily life doing and listening to what you were doing. You can't move. You're in the same space. So mm-hmm. you're kind of straight chasing something new. Like earlier today, I'm, I'm cutting the grass, trying to listen to some new shit. Yeah. And like I listened to some of E-40's new shit just to listen to it. Would it have 40 tracks on there? No, nah, actually his is real thin this time. It's like What's that, 20? 20? It's like five or six, I think. Oh what? wow! That's a- yeah, but I didn't even make it through that. And I tried that was a to listen single. to. He just he just re- released a five track single. Right, right. And then I tried <laughs> to listen to. Uh, who did I try to listen to? Somebody I had no business trying to listen to in the first place. So I knew I wasn't gonna <laughs> like that shit. And then I just moved on to listen to the shit I I listened to. Like I, I listened to Terrace Martin the whole time I'm cutting the grass. That's a new one that just dropped, right? Martin. Huh? He just dropped a new one, right? He dropped a couple of. Uh, new instrumental type joints. That's a talented dude, man. That's you know a bad boy. That shit was fire to me, and I kept looking for new, newer shit from him. So yeah. like, it wasn't enough. Conscious I'm, I'm conversations. Yeah, it's like you chasing the high because you can't do shit else. Mm. But listen to some new shit or tap into something new. So I mean, I know it's gonna be interesting when everything opens back up. You know, with with even some people are gonna hurry to go out and party other people is going are going to be more reserved and maybe not want to do it i'll be but reserved it, it may make these events a little more popping like if if you're like we're only going to let so many people in and we're doing a pre-sale you can sell yeah. out a ticket to your event right there and I, you already know what, what it's going to be even if the people show up or not you already got your bread mm. so i mean you can capitalize like that. It's it's just gonna be a different way of moving. I think that's a yeah, good call. Absolutely. I, I didn't. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. I think. I think we definitely have to plan for things to be different. You know, Dude. I would not expect nor- normalcy. In my opinion, but no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Those are uh, those are all good points from everybody. Let's uh, shout out the partners real quick before we transition. Shout out to Printfinity. That is uh, J Div's company he owns support your local businesses you know pay that man uh indie cd and vinyl we appreciate them as always they provide wax for all of our raffles um 
you know, whenever we give out raffles for our Patreon or, you know, just any anything that we do on the show. Uh, we even have had some sign wax from them in the past, so we really appreciate their support. Sun King Brewery, as always, uh, it's our newest partner, but they continue to keep us laced. I see you, Jay Moore. I'm out of my product, so I'm going to have to re-up. <laughs> but we really appreciate there we go them. we on we on that we mac tonight get involved i see you i see you good old we mac we mac okay okay so we really appreciate sun king and, and their contributions uh to what we do no bad ideas uh one of our first partners they always keep us laced i don't think anybody has any product oh J diff has product on from uh printfinity and uh no bad ideas so they always take care of us if we were on our normal set you would see backpacks hats uh, all the stuff that we are we've been uh, provided by them so we really appreciate them and as always bringing down the band is the hub make sure you go to youtube subscribe hit the bell for notifications so you can stay in tune with everything new old heads new music uh clips from the show foolishness you never know what you're gonna see so we appreciate all the support and again make sure you subscribe and hit that bell for notifications um all right so let's see jay moore brought up this one i was asleep but I know this album very well. Uh, America's Most Wanted turned 30. Ice Cube. Um, very impactful album, in my opinion. Shout out to the Bomb You weren't Squad. allowed to listen to that album. Huh? You weren't allowed to listen to that album. See, now, before we came on, I, I asked you, I said, how you doing, man? Is everything okay? I didn't want to go down this road. And you was like, hey, how you doing, brother? And then you turned right around, you know what I'm saying? And, hey, I ain't going to front. I wasn't supposed to listen to it either, but I did. Me neither. But mm-hmm. that, don't mean, that don't mean, you know, you ain't do what you had to do. Yeah, you know, yo, I, I got. I know I wasn't supposed to listen to it. I I got a dub of it from uh, my man Byron, and a he dub. Gave me, he he gave it to me at church, like a tape oh. dub. Okay, okay, See, God Mike is good. Know what a dub was? No, I know a dub, but I, I ain't dub that. <laughs> he thought he was a dub. Paid twenty dollars or something. See, there you go, man. <laughs> that black on black violence, I tell you. But um, the Bomb Squad, man, y- y'all know what it is with the Bomb Squad. They lay some. This album is powerful, man. You talking about potent? you know, meat and potatoes bars. Um, Ed, jump in there, man. Just on, just on impact, bro. I know you're a Cube fan. I know it's in no, your DNA. Actually, you know what? Don't that, that, Wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to just tell you to be the absolute – it missed me because oh, – Did you go like, back, though? Yeah, I came back, but it still, right. it still was like it, – it's, when it initially hit, of course, I was like, I'm born in 86. So, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of that missed me. I, I think most of the – my formative stuff kind of came through around the time when like bone thugs hit you know what i'm saying like oh, that I, I, yeah i didn't catch it in 90 now when it dropped i'm just saying i, I feel you i'm following you we're on the same page go yeah, ahead i'm sorry you know what i'm saying <laughs> like I, i'm so I, I wouldn't be a perfect judge when it comes to this because it's like even when you come back and do your research it's kind of like okay well i'm kind of hearing it through a different lens. Right. and some of those records like of course you know what i'm saying i still love jack for beats you know what i'm saying like there's there's so many different spaces where I'm like, yo, I have a different respect for Cube, especially seeing the way he writes his voice. Like his voice kind of reminds me of some like some commanding, you know what I mean, uh, uh, Chuck D type stuff. Like at certain moments, and uh, but I can at least at this moment, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I appreciate what it does, but I, I wasn't like it didn't hit me the same way I could say like Reasonable Doubt hit me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could talk about something like that night and day. So I won't front and act like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? America's Most Wanted was one of my most favorite albums. Oh, and, for sure. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to sit up here and lie and be like, oh, yeah, fam, I was 
biggest fan of this album. You know, <laughs> nah, you know most, most rap niggas do. Most rap niggas be out here like lying about it. They be like, "Yo, fam, yeah. I was lying. I wasn't. I wasn't, and it missed me. So you know what I'm saying. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm not gonna front. I, I'd be lying if I told you I was there when it came out. I just know, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, just from an overall impact standpoint. Like that's that's one of those. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. But to your point, you are right about the actual lens. Uh, whatever you try to revisit something that you weren't necessarily up on, reasonable doubt. Yeah, I can talk about that till I'm blue in the face because I'm more familiar with that album for sure. Uh, J. Div, jump in though. I mean, it was a. Uh... I mean, it's Cube. It's his first time out the gate solo. You know what I'm saying? He had just left NWA. Yep. Um, and I, I kind of I remember it based off my brother is uh, six and a half years older than me. Mm. So he was up on all that. So if, if he had it, then essentially I had it. And I remember like Saturday mornings listening to that type shit. You know what I'm saying? And And just you could hear the the this was more the the militant style rapping in the uh black pride so to speak you know what i'm saying in involved in the lyrics i mean he was talking some some gangster shit as well mixed in with that but true when, when you got cube you you had a, a equal balance of both you know what i'm saying and it was just i mean the the production was dope uh like you said bomb squad he left west coast producers got with some east coast cats that could have easily fit in on the West Coast, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Developing those sound. I mean, Cube hit four times in a row, classics, and I, I'll debate you till I'm blowing the face on that. Four, four in a row? Four in a row. Okay. He didn't let up until, uh, what was that, uh, War and Peace. War and Peace was, first volume was okay. Then that's, that's, that's a double, it's a double CD, right? No, yeah, it was, it was two volumes. Two volumes. They put it out at different times. It was a double CD. And then a, the it was a, another volume too. Okay, that's what. Okay, okay. Was right. that right, or was it War and One? No, it was it was it was it was called War and Peace, but um, they didn't put them out on the same day. But they came out like I think like six months apart. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's, that's okay. Second okay. one was was terrible. <laughs> okay, okay. But, uh, nah, Cube is. I mean, it, it's Ice Cube, man. And then he had the 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 elements of. Uh, I mean, you felt like you was on the West Coast when you was listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had that funk mixed in, that that good Parliament, uh, funkadelic samples, all that good stuff. So, I mean, it was it was a great time in hip hop. I'm not mad at it, man. Cube, I think sometimes Cube gets gets played when you talk about, you know, ranking is subjective. We know that it's all about opinion. However, you want to look at it, you lay the criteria down, and you go you go from there. But you know, I thought I thought it was dope on Nick Cannon's um, radio show. He was talking to Rick Ross, and Rick Ross was like, "If you don't have Cube in your top five, like I don't even know if I can respect your list." I was like, "What?" And he was dead serious. He don't like I mean, my list. Cube dropped a diss diss track against NWA that they never responded to. This is a fact. Like yeah. NWA basically ceased to exist list. after that. Yeah. I think I think when we did our I think when we did our list, Cube was in the top. 20? Twenty, maybe. Let me yeah. look. I'll look yeah. at it. Let me see. I want to say top twenty. Um, but now nah, to that, to your point, he did just the whole crew and everything was cool after that. Like we didn't hear nothing else. So well, down the road, down the road. But you know what I mean. Like they ain't come back and get out of pocket because 
you know, fam did what he did. So I thought it just it just was interesting to hear Rick Ross like be so adamant about Ice Cube. Like that caught me off guard. Like twenty third. I mean, a lot of people's first introduction to Ice Cube was Boys in the Hood. You know what I'm saying? They had never right. even heard nothing from Ice Cube. So they, they know him as Doughboy. Yeah. And then that kind of led them down the rabbit hole of figuring out who Ice Cube was to see right. that. I mean, he was playing a role, but he, he grew up around that type shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. 100%. If I had to pick an album, I'd probably say it'd be between The Predator and um, probably Lethal Injection if I was to pick between. Which album had a tiger on it? The tiger. What? With America's Most Wanted, like people have, like this is the crazy thing. Initially, Cube wanted Dr. Dre to produce it, but, you know, Jerry Heller said no um, because, you know, of course, he didn't sign the contract that everybody else signed. And, and you know, so there, you got to understand. So that everyone thinks they were just immediately on bad terms uh, after. Ice Cube uh, decided he he didn't want to sign with sign the contract that was basically the jerk contract, uh, and so and I think he tried to holler at somebody else and just happened to run into the Bomb Squad and Chuck D, and they wind up producing the most of it with some additional uh, help from uh, from Sir Jinx, somebody else who doesn't get a lot of love when we talk about yeah, producers. Definitely. Um, what made that album? So first of all, what's crazy about that album is everyone seems to think. Uh, they have in their mind that Illmatic is the first record to get the five mics in the source, you know, but uh, that's just not true. In fact, America's Most Wanted got five mics. Um, uh, and this is when five mics in the source still really meant something. I thought it was and Illmatic. Cube, I stand corrected. Yeah, Cube had I thought it was so Benzino. much in that <laughs> record um, from just, oh the, God, just the wild – you know, America's Most Wanted, uh, J.D. Gafflin, you know, just from the skits. Uh, and he was getting into his political bag because, of course, you can't hang out with Chuck D and not have a little bit of that. So Tales from the Dark Side is an incredible record. You know, he has some silly shit on there with, with uh, uh, Gangster's Fairy Tale. You know. Who's the Mac uh, was fired off. That video yeah, is funny. Who's the Mac? Uh, uh, of course, you know, the one that it was crazy. This was a song that got heavy rotation in St. Louis was Once Upon a Time in the Projects. Mm. Um, that was the first song I memorized off that album. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. This is when a clean version and a dirty version like he this is when you, this is because this is what they did with nwa they completely rewrote the song so i remember hearing the radio version and then like being shocked when i heard the version <laughs> on the, the album because it was so different and you know and the thing is like i remember like all these things happening because you know i think i was between like 12 and 13 so i remember when pump it up would be on like real late at night and there was a syndicated show uh, shout out to this show called the hip hop countdown and report. And it would come on like 1130, 12 o'clock on, on our R and B station. Cause that's when they would, that's where they put all rap music at that point is St. Louis, right? This is St. Louis uh, on magic 108. And the thing is like, I would listen to, and cube would be, it seemed like he was always the guest or they were always talking about cube. And uh, like, he was the dominant force in what I like to consider it, what I think is just a, a, a part of that golden era of hip hop. And when you go back and listen to that album, he just, he doesn't take any bars off. Like <laughs> this is, nah. you know, nah. for him to say, gonna go from a, go from a group and within a year say, okay, I'm going to do this all by myself other than like, okay, he's got to 
verse from Chuck. He's got a verse from Flavor Flav and, a, and, and from Yo-Yo, who he introduced us to. And mm-hmm. that's it on an hour on an album that's a good hour long. It's that's it's just legendary. You know, he deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by himself for his his um, his run of solo albums. So shout out to Ice Cube. Like I, that's an album that I still run pretty regularly. You know, nah, Cube, I'll, Cube is I'll um, play I'll play that in and um, America's Most Wanted, you know, back to back. Yeah, Cube, Cube definitely uh, deserves uh to be up there on those lists, man, just off impact off of GP. I'm glad we had him around the twenties though. I couldn't remember. So shout out to Lone for saying that. Um, let's for see for saying that he was on number 23 on our list. I knew he was. Oh yeah. 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 23. Yeah. So I'm glad he was up there. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm not even a huge cube fan, man, only because similar to what, what I had said, like that was, I had to go back a little bit. And by the time, like I got like hip to him, he was acting. So I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, I respect that. Like, yeah, I'm, you know. I mean, some of y'all didn't, didn't know about Cube till he, we be clubbing. So, you know, <laughs> when you hear those first two Cube albums, there's nothing we be clubbing-ish about, you know, America's Most Wanted. Yeah. That's yeah. a He said a reference track. You know, I feel, I feel sorry for people who got introduced to Ice Cube through we be clubbing. And I like that record. That dude, hey. J-Dip said that's a terrible reference track. Now that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's if that's how you envision uh, Ice Cube rapping, yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some people that envision I, that they don't even, they don't remember the uh, the Boys in the Hood and oh yeah and Friday they they seen them in uh, the uh, what was the kid movie? Are we there yet? That uh, are we there yet? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's cool. You know. Oh, Cube or they might know Cube is, is Mr. Yeah, Fun yeah, Guy yeah. from from Friday and all about the Benjamins. Like they don't yeah. know this dude was like all it was I, illegal to show a pic. Like it was illegal for there was actually a law in Wisconsin where like you could not show Ice Cube's picture in like record <laughs> stores and stuff because he was such like he was Man, a scary here. cat at one point to the establishment. Society, like, go huh? and listen. Go listen to Death Certificate and you'd be like, whoa. All I know not, is. Never we could happen club- today. We be clubbing is the worst reference track ever. I- I'm with that. <laughs> I wouldn't um, say worst reference track ever, but as far as Ice Cube's track, <laughs> that's what we got to go with. <laughs> All right, cool. so so check this one out, man. I tried this on um, social media platform. I'm just messing around, and I got some very interesting a- answers. But add two, I'm coming to you because I'd be very curious to hear what you say, and then I'm. I'm gonna loan next because right. loan didn't give me what I loan didn't give me what I wanted on my original post. Give me um give me some underrated or maybe a couple underrated producers in your opinion and why. And you don't have to be elaborate. You don't have to, you know, just just give me a couple dudes that you think don't give me don't get the peas that you can you absolutely deserve. be elaborate though. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean if it take if he's on 30 minutes, I guess he said we got time. Go ahead. I, I think it's good just to give like hot takes straight off, off the top of the door. Just, I, just, I'm trying to see where you're coming from, bro. Um, not for one. Yes. I think like on a, on a worldwide appreciation type level, I don't think people really fully appreciate that man catalog and really understand what he do with beats. Like he's insane when it comes to that stuff. Uh, Shout out to I Pray would, for the Poor. Yeah, oh man, dude, dude, he's on Come on now. Level. Come on now. But 
Uh, yeah, but he his output as far as just this stuff is crazy. Um, he made like I'm, a thousand I'm, beats in one year, like yeah, easily, easily, like though. like stupid. Um, I guess like uh, hmm, I I I don't I don't know if like cause, I mean of course I, I'm starting to see it now. Okay. Kind of happened with Alchemist. Like hmm. Alchemist is starting to get his due now. Like it's weird because at first a lot of mods didn't really appreciate him for what he was doing. But now it's starting to kind of come up and people are starting to kind of like appreciate what he's been doing. Um, but I still throw Al up in that same category. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put my man's crisis up in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because like, man, Quiet has kept that, that that dude is the best one over there. Yep. So, hey. you know what I'm saying? Like, like You're hey. going to find no debate amongst your peers here. Yeah, so, no know. argument from me, brother. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I'm trying to think of somebody else I could name. Who? Uh, Give me one more. I know you got one. Who? Who? I said Black Milk. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Like I think he's like kind of very subtle. He does what he does, and you know he's not in the way. He's not overhyped. You know what I'm saying? Like him and Odyssey are kind of like in that same vein. Yeah. They're, like, they're incredible at what they do, and but they just don't get hit up for a lot of stuff. So. You know, mm. whenever I'm they like, do, I love it. Yeah, I, I agree with all those. Talk yeah. to me, Long. Give it to me. I feel like Alchemist has started getting, it's interesting, Alchemist is starting to get a lot more love since he's started becoming more simplistic, too, with, you know, doing the stuff with uh, Griselda and them. It's kind of like, I can't even really say, like, boosted or, like, had a resurgence of his career because he's always been active, but... Mm-hmm. Um, like all of a sudden his name is popping up a lot more oh man this is this is such this is uh this is i feel like we've had this conversation a a million times but there's there's um it kind of depends on like how deep you want to go man like are we talking about like main big producers who who don't get a lot of love are we talking about like people that are unheard of you know like knots is one that we always talk about mike you know so like for you to say knots first it's like yeah knots is probably the most underrated producer of all time or he's definitely up there um just especially because he's a producer's producer but mm-hmm. um jake one uh, is, is up there for me uh definitely um you said crisis already uh i think in the thread i i, I threw an obscure name out there there's there's a handful of, of obscure names man like astronaut man um he did a lot of work with um Jamal Buford and uh, Majestic Legend and um, uh, those cats from uh, Michigan, uh, the Black Opera. Um, but mm-hmm. also a lot of he's he's really crazy dope. Um, Ill Mind was really slept on for a very mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of starting to get his due. He's dangerous. Right now. He's, um, dangerous. he's one of my favorite producers. Um, but then like you kind of think around to like people you know. Like to me, Slot A is is one of the most talented producers that I know, and he's extremely fucked on, you know, so preach slot, you know, um, man, this, this, this list could go on forever though. So, uh, yeah, those are, those are kind of the, a few of them, but I'll say, you know, I don't know. Who did you expect me to say? I, I was just, I honestly, and if I'm being all the way 100, you always give me that one or 
give me one or two people that I'm sleep on or I'm not aware of that allows me to go back and do research. Mm. So that's why I always get excited to ask you those questions because I know there's going to be one, like you said, you put me on the Black Opera. So the guy that you said first, what was is Astro? How do you, how do you pronounce it? Ast- Astronaut. Yeah. Okay. I haven't so actually now, heard him produce anything in a minute though, but but that makes me want to go back and do my research now. So that's why go. I like that's why I like having these conversations because. I'm trying to learn too. So if it's anybody I'm sleep on, I want to go do some research and, you know, listen to some heat. I got yeah. time. So yeah, yeah good, good looking out on that though. That's, those are, those are actually two dope lists. But you uh, also say Pim C, you know what I mean? Like you could say like big name people, you know, that a lot of people just don't pay attention to. So. Yeah. Long live the pimp. JD, give me a handful, two or three, what you got? Just people that are slept on. Um, I think when, when you initially made that comment, I, I posted Q-tip, and uh, Rick Rock were my uh, yeah two entries into that foe. And like okay. um, for those adults, everybody knows who who Q Tip is, but they don't know him for his production. You know what I'm saying? A lot of that that um, that production that was going on in that house. Talk to him. He was influenced, uh, heavy influence in that. He was in there digging for records too, just as much as uh. uh What's my guy's name? The main producer for uh, Tribe. DJ. Lee Shaheed Muhammad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yep. And uh, and Dilla. You know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, the Dilla stuff, people might have thought it was Dilla and it was actually Q-Tip. You That's know what tough. I'm saying? That's tough. Um, and then Rick Rockford, those that aren't, aren't familiar with him, he was in a well, heavy in the group Federation, which is an a, a Oakland-based group. But I mean, he produced for Pac. He mm. produced for um, uh, I want to say E Forty. Uh, a lot of people that that you wouldn't even expect if you weren't looking at the liner notes. Rick Ross produced it, and it's a heavy West Coast kind of East Bay sound. You know what I'm saying? It's really dope, though. Like for those that aren't familiar, check him out. That's what's up. That's I got what's another up. name. Eighty-eight keys. Definitely, ah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Didn't he produce? Mm. Uh, didn't he produce these in the night off Black Star's album? I'd have to yeah. look it up. That's one of my favorite songs yes. ever. Let me look. Let me look that up. I ain't gonna get to. I'm not gonna get the line, but you might be right. Jay Moore, give me two or three, man. Um, just going old school, but this is before hip hop was super producer driven. Uh, Larry Smith. I don't think we can mention his wow. name enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. He did. He did like the records. I mean, everybody thinks it was just Russell and um, and Rick Rubin that did all those uh, early Run DMC records, but it was Larry Smith holding that down. And like, but he also would do you know Houdini, which mm. stylistically was so much different than uh, than Run DMC. So you know, definitely him. Um, just a, a guy that was one of my favorites. He he really kind of stopped uh, producing at one point. Uh, this guy named Sean J. Period. Yeah, I always thought he was dope. Um, you know, I got to show St. Louis some love. You know, my man Black Spade. Um, oh, he's for sure. Con- consistently making uh, heat uh, for more than more than a decade. Um, I, I don't feel like we talk about Easy Mo B enough. Um, Legendary. You know, Legendary. we talk about a guy that produced classic material for both Biggie and Pac in the same era. Um, and Mount Davis. Yeah, um, Battle Cat. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! One of my favorites, man. Uh, one of and, my favorites, and, and one of my favorite producers, um, mm. Diamond D. Yeah, Diamond yes, D. Sir. For sure. Or Lars yes, Professor sir. also. Also, out of all that whole crew from like that era, Lars Professor. I mean, he gets his he gets he gets his respect, but he's not quite as much as like Primo or or Pete, Pete Rock. Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell you, for me, um, and it's crazy that. I posted this on the thread, but for some reason, after the from the the fallout and the re- well, not fallout, but the responses to the verses, I left Manny Fresh and Scott Storch thinking. What after I saw like people clowning and stuff like that, I'm like, people really out here disrespecting Manny Fresh. Like you can tell the story of hip hop without mentioning Cash Money and Manny Fresh. It's not possible. Like. Like the fact that Manny Fresh could be possibly slept on confuses me. Like I don't, I don't understand that. Um, and I, if we wanted to talk, we were talking about Lone mentioned, you know, OGs or just people that are unknown or people that are underground or whatever you want to call it. I would have to say my homie, uh, uh, tall black guy. Like Fam is a genius. Mm-hmm. If you really look at it and think about it from a production standpoint, like when you get a chance to see it, it's like, yo, this guy's different. Like every once in a while as mm-hmm. a producer or an artist, if you paint, you take photography, you take photos, whatever. When you get around certain people, you get a chance to see it and go through the process. You're like, this is different. You know what I'm saying? And um, that brother's talented, man. He, he, he's, he's a talented dude, man. So there are people out there that I think, you know, that, that should just get, that are slept on sometimes and should get a little more love. But the concept of Manny, being slept on, I I don't quite understand that because yeah, I didn't see that on my timeline. That just that must be your whack ass friends. It could be, yeah, it could be, and that's yeah, it could be, but uh, they definitely whack yeah. if they they come to that conclusion. That's a fact. But uh, nah, man, like I'm like you can't you can't stop stop disrespecting many friends, bro. Your whack ass friends. Cool. But if we go on Facebook though, we probably got like 80, 80 something friends in common. But they, I'll take the whack eighty. That's cool. Don't worry about it. I mean, but if if you got a thousand some friends, and we got eighty in common. Then I mean, I just shit. guess eighty. Is the other ones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terry, don't worry about it, bro. I will take the whack ones. It's cool. Yeah, what about Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy slept on. And what? As a producer. <laughs> All right. So A Rab was on deck boy, and we never heard from long. him. <laughs> hey, but on the Lodo, Soldier Boy is in the story, but knock it off. You know what we're talking about. Don't do that. Um, they came in, I jumped out. The jury hey, the, hey, the jury was making noise. It sounded like Dollar Tree jewelry. Like he was like, pow, pow. All you hear was clink, 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 clink. I'm like, fam. Hollow as shit. Hollow bones. Yeah, man. Smash against my hollow bones. Shout out to Rizzo. All right. So, did I did I leave anything out? You brothers, did I miss anything? Something on anybody's mind? What what, what we got? Long? Did I forget something? I hear you, Long. Yeah, you sound a... I can't hear you, bro. How do I sound now? There you okay, go. there we go. Am I good? All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, crackly, right. but you good. I'm crackly. Uh, yeah. What about now? As long as, you don't, long as you don't touch it, I think you're right. good. Yeah, this, is a, this is a janky piece. Uh, yeah, you're gone again. You're gone again. Uh-oh. 
Sound, robot, your robot game is high. Uh-oh. No, you got out of the way. Yeah, you out of there yeah, now. Yeah. You might want to uh, get another bad wire there. Yeah. Talk to us now. We need you. Am I here now? Yeah. We okay. Go. We can hear you now. Yeah. All right. Cool. I was just going to say, we have Ad here, and he just dropped an album. Called oh, yes. I definitely right. was coming to that. I just wanted to make sure there was nothing else that I forgot. So the only thing, the first thing I'm going to say on that, and I talked to Slot about this, you got the joint called Homecoming, mm. where the dude is uh, screaming on it. And if, I thought that was Slot, and I told him that, but it turned out that it wasn't Slot, and I was, I was definitely wrong about that. Yeah, but I was listening to. It, I was like, man, this sounds like Slot being extra, extra. You, you could, you couldn't have told me or alone that that was not Slot. We had this conversation. I said that I has to be Slot. I didn't agree. I was with yeah. I thought it was Slot. I one hundred percent. He got an alias out here doing, doing uh, hooks. Nah, there's a certain timber in his this man's voice is a little different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, slot, Slot, a wild boy too. And it's crazy because Slot. The reason why I think y'all probably feel like. It sound like him because Slot wrote that hook. That's the only hook. Yeah, that's what he told me. I ah, okay. Like, so he was in a moment, and uh, my homie W. Dot Ill, you know what I'm saying? Like, he came through, and I was like, yo, this song is so hype. I would much rather you do my ad libs for me. And ah. he, was, he was like, hey, big bro, whatever you need, I got you. I'm going <laughs> to do whatever you need me to do. And I was like, yo, all right, go ahead. Just do your thing. Just, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to do, go ahead and have fun while out. And we didn't have anything in place for a hook at the time. Yeah. And uh, Slot was just in a moment. He said, yo, uh, do something like this. And Slot is always, if you ever watched him work in the studio, uh, Bro will just think of stuff off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. And involved. He's probably the most musical person I know. Like, the only person I know who could make the beat, write the song, write the hook, engineer the song, DJ the song, like, that's the only person I know is like a one-stop shop when it comes to everything. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, he knocked it all out, bro. Like, like, bro, killed it, and he brought the energy to it. It made me feel like it was almost some Petey Pablo type stuff. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He brought, he brought the energy that it needed because I wanted it to feel like, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying, HBCU type vibe, like, you know what I'm saying, the big band. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like like at the classic or something like that. So uh Definitely. that's what we wanted, and that's that's the vibe of the game. Yeah, man, that this album, we you know, we we've talked about it uh, you know, back when it came out and you know, kind of went through it, but it's it's very powerful, man. Like three fifths for me is probably if that's yeah. not my favorite, it's probably top two. Um for you to get into that space and actually go there, production was laced. Um I could hear it in your voice as the song progressed. Like, I'm like, yo, he's really into this. Like, as it got, you know, closer to the end. And I'm just like, that that joint stood way out for me. Like, I know it's early in the album, but I was like, yo, if this is where he is now, what else am I list- about to listen to from here on out? You know what I'm saying? Because I had sat all the way up in my seat by then, like, oh, shit, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, I love that record, man. Like, where, where were you? In, like, what space were you in, bro? Like, did you just zone out or... Was it inspired by a conversation? Like what, you know, where were you um, with that one? Well, a lot of those songs, especially that one in particular, it was inspired by like what was going on at the time and my frustration of not hearing that reflected in the music. Like mm. I felt like I was watching society and I'd be like, man, I feel this anger when I'm watching what's going on and I'm feeling this frustration, but I didn't hear any songs that reflected that. And so it made me even more frustrated. And so uh, 
And I was like, well, where is that space of being like jaded? Where is that space of feeling like, yo, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're treated like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's two different societies. Like that's what the whole album is basically about. It's like there's two different like societies that they're trying to tell us. It's like here's the real world. And then, you know what I'm saying? But here's the, the dream, the American dream that they sell you. And it's like, yo, my experience is way different than this. And you're not even acting like it exi- like, like it's a, a legitimate thing. So, yeah. uh, but I wanted to try to tap into that. So like every time when I kind of had like, I was waiting for songs that had that vibe that could tell that story that, you know what I'm saying? So when I heard the, the, the beat from Ill Mill, it was just mostly just like a bass line. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that doom, doom, And yeah. after that, I was like, yo, this give me everything I need. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that leaves it, like, especially, like, when beats have too much going on, it ain't too much for you to do or say. But when it captures the feeling of what you need, and it's almost mm-hmm. like a score, it, it leaves so much space open for you to just say what you need to say and not hold any punches not be so distracted by what's going on. It's just like, yo, I could tell the story straight and, you know, see what happens when, they, when everybody hears. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And a lot of the production on this album has that too. It's, it's very, has a lot of space for you to uh, kind of get, get what you want to say out. That's one of the first things that I noticed. It's very, very cohesive in that sound. So... For the people that don't know, we've been talking about the album. We we haven't even mentioned the name of it for people to check it out. Add to drop to me one of the the best projects of last year was on my top uh, in my top ten. Um, sure. But it's called Jim Crow the Musical. Um, I actually said it eight times, but y'all didn't hear it. You know, no, I, I heard it long. I heard it. <laughs> I, I was gonna let him cook though. It's all right. It's, it's you all right. Heard it because his mic was dead. I know he said. It be- no, he said it before his mic went out. He said it before his mic went out. Don't do that. You just, okay. you just heard Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow coming for me. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Mike lying. You got a bad attitude, brother. You got a bad attitude. <laughs> He's a liar. I don't lie, man. I heard him say it. Go ahead with your point, man. We gotta get okay. out of here. You just you always mess up my point, but anyway, purposely it was, sometimes. Uh, it was a solid album from from front to back for those that don't know, and that need to get hit. Um, the the message was there. Um, I, I had one qualm with your project, and it really ain't a qualm. It, it was just a. I was I, I seen the uh, featuring Fonte. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I thought I was about to get a a, a verse from Tigolo. Man, and the song is still good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. So, all right. So there's, there's, all right. There's. I, I need question. to know, man. You gotta tell us, man. We need to know this. So, um, Tay has been like my big bro since I think I first met him when they came out to Chicago and performed at uh, some spot up north. I forgot what it was, but he's been always giving me life advice and. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted to kind of like step on that space because like even with Common, I don't do that either. Like I, I, I would love to collaborate with them, but it's like, I know once you step into that space, the, the, the dynamic of the friendship changes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like sometimes they'd be like, word, all right, well, I knew you was going to ask for a verse anyway. All right, let's go ahead and get this out of the way type of thing. Or right. they can hear one of those songs and be like, yo, I want to be on that. And I'd much rather that than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Originally, I wanted him to be the narrator, like of my oh, last. Okay. 
like a pray for the poor. I wanted him to do the narration of that. And that didn't really pan out. And then when I reached back out this time, he was in the space of doing the little brother out. Mm. And so I was like, all right, I can't get in the way of that. I'm definitely like, I'm already sworn to secrecy. I'm not even supposed to know that this is supposed to happen. Mm. And I'm in the process of hearing they they what they doing. And so instead it was like, all right, how can I kind of like, almost like how Kanye used to do for college dropout, where he was like, yo, I may just need your voice for this. And this would help set the tone for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, as much as I would have wanted them to sing a, sing a hook on it or, or maybe write a verse on it, I was like, well, what's the next best thing that I could get where it doesn't interfere with his creative process and where he's at? And I could still kind of like get this this level of, of I don't know, like I, I, this character, like this narration, this 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 world building stuff that I'm trying to do. And I was like, yo, I got this quote that I love from James Baldwin. You know what I'm saying? And I, I sent it to him. He was like, yo, I'm going to just do it several times. And he did it like about, felt like about maybe 13, 14 times and just sent it back to me. He was like, yo, bro, let me know if you need me to redo it. And I was That's like, love. So, yeah, him and uh, I wanted, him, him and Common were the only two people who I really kind of was shooting for. Mm. And Common was supposed to be on the, there was a, another skit that we didn't, that didn't pan out. He was supposed to be this character called like Brother Incense. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, yeah, man. So that, that didn't quite work. But uh, yeah, he told me he was going to try to do it. But yeah, it didn't quite work out. Yo, looking at the track list, I'm not going to hold you. When I saw the track list, I was like, oh, my God, please let this be what I think this is going to be. Still dope, to Terry's point. But when I initially saw it, I was like, oh, my God, it's about to be some bars on this record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we, I was excited, brother. I ain't going to lie, man. And shout out to Ill Brown, man, the homie did the engineering, man. That's, that's, that's okay, one of the homies. He, uh, he was just on the show a couple episodes ago, so – he did his thing, man. It shit sounds amazing. To Terry's point, definitely top, whatever you want to call it, of the uh, that year, the year for the releases, man. Like shit was amazing, bro. You put your foot into it, man. Well done. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Well done, well done. Add, do me a favor before we get out of here, man. Shout out how people can get in contact with you, IG, whatever. You, the floor is yours, sir. Um, yeah, man. Definitely hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Um, everything is add to the MC ADD, the number two. T H E M C and uh man like for support the the record Jim Crow the musical we just about to release it on vinyl as well. Uh and uh what else I wanna say? Uh support my mentees, man. Like uh is in Chicago, man. I'm really, really big and really adamant about helping the youth, man. So uh I have a group who I mentor, it's called like Haven Studios. And man, they just a lot of young rappers, MCs and 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 uh producers and engineers. We just like we just want to give them the resources that they need. So I'm adamant about like helping them out, supporting them in any way possible because they could be doing a million and other a million twelve other things. So the fact that they want to pursue their art, I just want to make sure that they got the tools and resources they need. So uh, yeah, definitely support them as well. They page is Haven Value, and uh, anything else, I'm perfectly fine with. Cool. I'll find a, I'll find a link to that and throw it in the description. So. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah, that. Shout, out, shout out to my young boy Cam. He he's a part of your 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 tree under your movement, man. That's my guy, yeah. young fella. You know what I'm saying? He got some potential. That's my boy. 
Yeah, yeah, shout out to Kev, man. Shout out yes, to Kev, sir. Man, all of them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, that's going to do it for this episode. Ad, we appreciate you rocking with us, spending some time with us, man. Um, much success. Continue to su- success for you and everything that you uh, continue to do out there in the community, just overall. Uh, and remember, everyone, please go to Bringing Down the Band's YouTube page. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. All things new old heads. And uh, we appreciate the support as always. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. In a minute.